Hi, it's G and Yanko with another amazing parenting. And today we would like to talk to you a little bit about responding to the needs of your children. Yes, specifically, we're going to talk about responding to the needs of your children in the early childhood as the basis for trust later on in our relationship with our children and also in relationships that our children will form later in life. Mm -hmm. Parents respond better to their children's needs when they, the parents, are prepared for what is coming. This is difficult because parents don't usually take courses and very few parents have a lot of positive examples around them that they can draw from. So it's key to know what to expect at the different stages of early childhood development. I can relate to this as a mother of three children. When I had my first child, I was not very well prepared, even though I have read a lot of articles and I got a lot of information about what it's going to be like. But you, you can't really know what it's going to be like unless you've had some practical experience. Um, now, I think that responding to the needs of our babies is about not only responding to the basic physical needs like the need for food or the need for comfort when it comes to changing the nappy or making sure that the baby is warm enough but it also includes fulfilling the emotional needs for example the need for safety or uh, the need for closeness for close physical contact with the mother and by responding to both physical and emotional needs to our baby immediately and consistently every time that it is needed we will form a strong reliable attachment with our baby and a great basis for trust mm -hmm. in the first year babies go through naturally a lot of a lot of changes um, there's the development of attachment there's the mirroring of communication there's the beginning of cooperation, there's the display of personality. And so we notice that the babies will begin to cry for different reasons. They begin to hold and develop their sense of feeling. And I think also that we begin to see the personality develop in terms of smiling to mirror the emotions of the parents when they're happy or even crying or frowning to mirror the emotions of emotions of parents when they're going through difficult times so the child is developing this self-awareness all the time eventually towards the end of the first year I think that uh, what we notice is the child is developing an interest in things they're beginning to share and showing some kind of preference for certain people and certain objects in their environment yeah to respond appropriately to our baby's needs we have to use a lot of empathy and we all know that it is really difficult to be empathetic when you yourself are struggling with things have problems have lack of sleep so we have to take extra care of ourselves as mothers we have to not forget that mums and babies are have this special connection uh, when it comes or primary carers sometimes fathers are the primary carers of the babies they have this special connection where not only the baby 
baby mirrors the emotional state of the parent, but also the parent has to think and learn and try to mirror, try to be empathetic when it comes to the child, try to think what are they trying to communicate, why are they crying, and respond to fulfill their needs as soon as possible. Now, parents are often worried that they're going to spoil their baby, but I can assure you that so early in childhood, uh, it's not really it's not really possible. During the first year, fulfilling the basic needs of your child, uh, physical and emotional, is not going to spoil them because children of that age cannot manipulate. They cannot get used to too much good stuff. Okay, they just need something, and you are their parent. You have to do your best to provide it for them. Yeah, following the first year, I think what parents will notice in the needs of their children is that there's a growth of independence, there is a wider range of emotions, the children are perhaps displaying some kind of patience, there's self-control or elements of self-control because it's a really slow process. Mm -hmm. uh, there's friendship, there's kindness, there's curiosity, there's maybe the identification of meaning and, and value in, in certain objects in the environment. I think that some preferences become clearer as skill levels begin to differentiate. I think we've seen in, in our own children that uh, especially with our youngest, that she has these uh, physical skills that the other children didn't have at that age where she's able to catch a ball and throw a ball and judge you know, time and, and, sp and space and distance very well. So that's uh, just an example of, of, of how unique each child is. So these patterns, these individual patterns begin to emerge. Eventually we have a clear personality and understanding of rules and reasons and hopefully a growth of verbal skills as well. And hopefully what you'll notice is as the verbal skills grow, the frustrations should diminish as the child is able to express themselves more. Absolutely, and so do diminish the, the expressions of anger, uh, the, the tantrums, uh, the screaming, it all goes away as the child can express themselves and communicate their needs. We no longer have to guess what is going on. But, of course, the fulfilling of the needs doesn't doesn't finish there. It's not only for the early childhood, obviously, we have to keep fulfilling the needs. We have to keep being empathetic to our child because some things they cannot communicate even when their communication skills are getting better. This mostly applies to their emotions because um, they are still developing their emotional intelligence and lots of times even adults have problems to communicate what is going on and what they need emotionally, what kind of support they need, uh, what, what kind of care. Uh, children have similar problems so not only we have to try and develop this emotional intelligence in them and develop these communication skills, but we still have to have a whole lot of empathy to be able to respond, to keep responding to their needs later in life, even though they do develop patience and it doesn't have to be immediate, just like with a little baby, you know, they can wait until you finish cooking. You still should address the needs rather than any kind of behavior that expresses these needs. 
Absolutely. Yeah, beyond the very early stages of development, you will see growth in imagination, uh, different types of emotional understanding, cooperation, maybe development in areas of problem solving, and also the, the fun elements, the play fighting, the laughing, and the nonsense as, as well, mixed in with everything. So remember that wants are not needs. Try to differentiate between those two things. Needs are foundational, developmental, essential. Wants are temporary needs are permanent. So by responding to needs, we ourselves as parents become responsible. Yes, absolutely. Responding to the needs builds trust. Mm -hmm. And if you start well, hopefully the following stages will become just a little bit easier for you. Well, that's all for today, I think. We wish you a great day, everybody. And... Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find more information about what we do online. We'd be very happy to hear from you. So wherever you are, have a fantastic day. Thank you for watching. Take care.